Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. So, um, it is what it is. I, I think then it was a, a wise thing to do to postpone this until, to, until today. Yeah, because you were you were you were gone. <laughs> and and you know it was madness, uh, uptown Charlotte, because yesterday was, was Pride Day. I was gonna say, wasn't it Pride? Yeah, was it Pride Day or Pride Weekend here? Yeah, I think it was Pride Weekend. Yeah. Okay. It was Pride yeah. Weekend, and and of course it, it was it was actually funny. For once, uh, uptown Charlotte sort of reminded me of, of Manhattan. Um. In the sense that the things that you saw uptown Charlotte yesterday in Manhattan is Tuesday <laughs> or any regular day, <laughs> you know. But yeah, it, it didn't look like a, a southern, southeastern city for, for once. It was so many colors and it so many. beige as far as the eye can see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, that that's cool. That is cool. I, I was I was particularly touched to see how many young people, like very in the young side, um, are are out and proud, you know. And I'm glad they feel safe enough to do that. Exactly, exactly. I, I I think in that respect, it is a very beautiful time to 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 be alive. Having said that, we do know that um, we can't. We can't get complacent because, you know, the powers that be are out there working as hard as they can to to suppress those rights and to take some of those rights away. So um, I'm glad that, as you said, they are they feel safe enough to just be out and proud. But at the same time, I hope they remain vigilant um, in us, uh, the community at large, because, yeah. you know. It can change on the, you know, the spin of a coin, the uh, one election, one, one vote. So, yeah. Um, yeah. One act of violence. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, like you said, you need to have the vigilance, but um, vigilance, but I hope that, uh, I hope it continues. I hope everybody can stay safe. Yes, definitely. Um, and feel safe. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's nothing more horrible than being scared. Right. The, the the notion of especially being scared for of being who you are, of being who you know you should express being, as opposed to to trying to fit uh, into some category that 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 is not who you are. Right. It's just. Right. Um, I can think of so many people in, you know, maybe 50, 30, even 20 years ago, probably had no marriage. I mean, no business getting married to someone of, of the opposite sex. Yet they did that just so they could pretend to, to be somebody that everybody was comfortable with as opposed to, the person that they were comfortable being. And, uh, right. 
like I said, it sounds like we are thinking or we are suggesting that, you know, things are absolutely great, whereas it's not because the highest rate of uh, teenager uh, suicide is actually because of um, a lot of especially transgender kids that that are marginalized and and bullied and feel like they they don't belong anywhere and they don't have the they they don't have the support of parents and family yeah yeah, so, they don't have a, the community. They don't have the, the love. They, they don't have the support of the people that are the most important to them. So, Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so we should get this started because we have quite a bit to talk about in, in terms of how angry we are with, with, with Netflix. Yeah, we're, we're, we're mad as heck and we're not going to take it anymore. We're not going to take it anymore! <laughs> and... Uh, with that said, let, let, let's go ahead. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. My name is Graham, as you heard in the introduction. And also with me, of course my uh, my forever co-host her name is as we whisper together Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Yes. <laughs> I think we're gonna make this thing a thing man I like it <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh, today we are here to talk to you about uh sort of a I think we should actually title entitle this show WTF Netflix seriously yeah. <laughs> Netflix, get your shit together. It's amazing because, Jocelyn, I think for the past few months, every time we, in the middle of the show or at some point in the show, we have some uh, disagreement about Netflix. And, and, and you know, we, um, we are disappointed in Netflix in, in most of these cases because we feel like they're not, they're not going the right direction, are they? No, I yeah, we we're always like Netflix, come on. Come on. You you were supposed to be where where the artists and everybody were safe and where where you could have these awesome shows and you would give them time to get traction. And uh you're not doing that anymore. And you're not taking money from sponsors, you know, in the sense of commercials, you're taking your money from your subscribers. So maybe listen to what they want. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, and in Every every decision sort of affects us in 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 a, in a different way. I know that there are a lot of shows on Netflix that a lot of people don't care about, but I think this that's the point of Netflix. That's what we've always said, right? Yes. Uh, because you pay Net- Netflix a subscription, so they should hang on to some things that are not necessarily massive massively popular but that have an audience because because there there's always been that type of 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 show right everywhere and we kind of got used to big networks getting rid of those shows yes 
But also yes. when we got used, when it started, we, we started feeling better about it is because we somehow expected, oh, maybe Netflix will pick it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, now Netflix is not even doing that. As a matter of fact, the original shows that they've had that have not become massively popular or have had some mild bad criticism, they have decided, oh no, now we're going to do away with those. Right? So Netflix is turning into a blockbuster type of uh, uh, streaming platform, and I don't think that's what we, we, we want from Netflix. It's certainly yeah. not the reason why um, I have a subscription to them. You know, I, I want to see their original content that is intelligent and thoughtful. And I know that, you know, some of it isn't for everybody, but y they have enough money that they can th throw money at mi moderately successful shows. Yeah, I completely agree with you. One, one such example, and I think I've talked about this in our podcast before, is that I, I fell in love with a little show, a little series that was on A&E called Longmire. And Longmire wasn't any, everybody's cup of tea for, for a number of reasons. It was a show that the, I think the plot was centered around an Indian reservation. It was like a, a hybrid Indian reservation in, 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 in regular town in, I, if I can remember correctly, was it in Montana? Something like that. And, you know, it was sort of like cowboys versus Indian type of thing and sheriff. And, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, for me, this show was beautiful. Beautiful because of the scenery. I didn't know. And in fact, I would have never wanted to visit um, a state like Montana or something like that, right? Or, or, or South Dakota or North Dakota. Because... For anybody in the southeast, you know, those places are like, cowboy land, and all you see is cows and pastures and shit. But I, <laughs> but I didn't know that they had such beautiful, beautiful landscapes. And all of that I was exposed to thanks to Longmire, right? And the 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 cast was one of those group of people that you could relate to for some reason, you know, uh, Longmire was was the kind of like good sheriff that had his own ways of doing shit, mm -hmm. um, and you know A and E, I, I think after two or three seasons decided to cancel the show. That's a big, not a big net network, but a network decision that you know I can understand because if it's not making them any money, then boom, that's okay, right? Now, right. Netflix picked up that show, and for the first time in my life, I was like, wow, come on, Netflix. Thank you very much, right? I was so happy right, with Netflix. Right. We, can get, we can get our show saved. Yes, yes. Netflix saved Longmire, and I think they went and did two or three more seasons of it, and finally they canceled it. But for that, I was grateful. Yes. Um, but now we've learned that Netflix has gotten into this fashion of of canceling shit that they think it's not working yeah. you know and today we're going to talk about five great shows netflix shouldn't have canceled this year and 
This is based on an article we found on HuffPost Live. And we had been talking about this before, but we are getting help from this article because obviously there are some shows that Netflix has canceled that aren't included in this article and we're still going to talk about them, right? Yes. So, uh, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So, what do you got? Which one is the first show for you? So, the first one I have is Tuca and Birdie, mm-hmm. which um, is not a show that, that I had watched. I had heard good things about it, but I hadn't watched it. Um, I did get, manage to squeeze in a couple of episodes um, before uh, recording today. And I have to say that um, while not necessarily entirely my cup of tea, um, I can see that the show would definitely go places and could be really fresh and really funny. And um, I'm also disappointed because uh, I'm, I'm, I don't watch BoJack Horseman, but I know a lot of people who do. And I've read a lot of quotes from BoJack Horseman that are, that are really profound. Yeah. And this is from the creator of BoJack Horseman, which is a wildly popular show. It's, it's making Netflix a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and to cancel with BoJack Horseman, it, it, was, it was a failure its first season from right. everything I've read. Nobody watched it. And Netflix was like, it's okay. We believe in it. We believe in the show. Let's, let's keep it going. And now it's this massive hit, making them huge amounts of money. This is from the same, um, uh, same creative team. And they've been like, nope, you got one season. That was it. Bye-bye. And to me, that's especially heartless because it's like, wait a minute, this, this person's giving you a show that's making you a lot of money. Let them have this other side project. Right. Right. Um, who knows, right? (laughs) Exactly. Who knows what it's going to turn into and, and at least give it more than one season because there are so many shows that the first season is Rocky. Oh yeah. That turned into, into great, great television. It's not always perfect coming right out of the gate. So, like I said, it not necessarily may be one of my shows, um, but I can see people having a great in, enjoyability in watching it. I can see it relating to uh, a lot of folks, and I understand them being upset that it's canceled after one season. They, they didn't give it a chance. You're absolutely right. I, I, I personally didn't get a chance to get any uh, Too Kind Birdie, but I do remember when the show was about to start we actually announced it on 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 our podcast when when it was a right right of the bat and we sort of wondered about it and i remember you uh mentioning the fact that it was from the creators of bojack horseman and we didn't know what to make of it but based only and solely on the fact of you know it comes from these folks we we anticipated that it probably would was going to catch on. Maybe again, not the first season, because people need time to get acquainted to certain things. Exactly. But um, the fact that they're gonna go ahead and just boom, we're, we're done with it. It didn't work out. It just it just doesn't feel right. If that happened with NBC or ABC or I don't know Comedy Central or something like that, then I can understand it. Right. But these aren't mistakes that a streaming platform should should be making. And an example of that for me is back in the day, I'm always going to go back and talk about Family Guy. When Family Guy 
Family Guy was canceled after the first season because I, I think the first Family Guy, the first season of Family Guy was like in 1997 or 98. And based on the things that Family Guy has tackled and, you know, what Seth, Seth MacFarlane is known for, I'm pretty sure that in 1997 or 98, nobody was going to be watching that and be like, not cringing, you know. I, I actually, <laughs> I have a funny little story about the very first episode of Family Guy because I, I, I watched the very first episode of Family Guy at work because uh-huh. um, uh, I was working in television at the time. And we watched it off of three-quarter tape, which anybody out there who is a, is a technophile will recognize that and laugh their head off at the idea of that. Um, we pirated it off of satellite. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, so there was a group of us because we wanted to see this show because there was a lot of buzz about this show. And um, I remember one of the first jokes was about Kennedy getting shot in the head. Yeah. And it was like all of us were just sitting there <laughs> like and, – and, 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 yeah, I have to understand how long ago this was because yeah. nowadays you're like, what, what the heck? We're just sitting there like – Oh my God! <laughs> it was a room full of stunned silence, and yeah. then we all busted out laughing. But <laughs> that's the thing. You you take a moment to say, "Am I a horrible person if I laugh at this?" <laughs> but then after you go like, "What the heck? Come on, boom!" And then you burst out laughing. That's that's you know. But that wasn't going to happen back in 1998. And no. I, I hope I hope I, I got the year right, but I, I think it was it was either I think it was ninety eight because that time frame is is about right. Might have been ninety seven, but but yeah, I I just I I remember that, and I'm not surprised that it was canceled because I <laughs> I can't imagine this this was a group of 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 we were geeks and nerds and and you know kind of. Not necessarily um, popular people. <laughs> <laughs> so if if all of us, our first reaction was a gasp before we laughed, I can't imagine what all of America did other than turn the TV off. Of course, and I can I can only imagine. So, and I think it took three years to bring it back. And when it came back, people's mind had changed so much that it actually caught on. Well, the internet happened. <laughs> exactly. And I remember, I remember the first time I actually came across Family Guy. You're going to laugh about this because I remember like on one late night, I'm in one of the, in my hotel room back in the day, I used, I used to work at a resort and I'm watching TV and... I see this fucking baby talking, right? <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Um, there's a certain mild innocence, kind of like funny and slightly scary about Stewie being a, a talking baby with an English accent, if you listen to it in English. But there's no such thing in the dub in Spanish, it was a baby with a man's voice just cursing the shit out of his mother. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is this? Right? And 
I'm like, I have to find out about this thing. So I went on, back, back, back then there was no Google. So I went on, on, on Yahoo search. <laughs> and the little boom, a little, and that, that must have been about 2001, 2002. Um, and then I'm like, oh, so that, that's a show, right? And you know what caught my attention on Family Guy afterwards and when I started watching every episode? The freaking opening. The fact that he did it like a Broadway play. It's in today. And then I'm like, yo, this is dope. Because this was my, my type of thing, right? And that's when this guy started watching it. And I don't know, like, I don't get offended very much, but I've been shocked a lot of times by Family Guy. But, That's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah. Shocked is a good way to put it. Not not offended, because I agree with you in myself. I'm I'm not easily offended. It takes a lot to offend me. But shock me, you can do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and this is a guy that goes after everybody. He's sort of like uh, the same as... Um, South Park, they like they don't give a shit. They go after anybody, everybody who can get offended. Um, they, they don't have a side. They don't pick a side. They just go after anybody. Like the same way they will make a joke about, I don't know, um, a conservative something, something. They will make a freaking joke about the biggest liberal figure you've ever seen. The, the same way they go, they will go after a religious organization they will make a joke about atheists and you know kind of stuff so this is this is not about picking side and when people talk about refer to these shows as like oh those uh very liberal blah 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 i'm like this if you knew that these people are, are not pursuing a political point ever but rather the hypocrisy of political points so I think we've yeah, sort of nothing is sacred. We've gone off topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the point being that Family Guy was a, a complete failure its first season. Yeah. But while that it's back, it's it's definitely part of the culture. And uh, can you imagine an America without Family Guy? Because you know, absolutely. Everybody knows Family Guy. I don't care who you are. I don't care how sheltered you are. I don't care how non-TV household you grew up in, you know Family Guy. Yep, that's exactly the point we, we are making here. And uh, with that, we move on to the second show, which I think if you, if we were talking about in ma a matter of importance, before Tuka and Birdie, unfortunately, we should it should have started with the OA. And this is the one that we are most bitter about, aren't we, Jocelyn? I am pissed off and heartbroken and sad and, and all kinds of things. Yes. I mean, like, I didn't expect, I did not expect it to be canceled. I did not. Um, not after the second season. And um, it really hit me hard. Like, I yeah. was genuinely looking forward to the next season of this show. And to get hit with the news that they've canceled it, it was like, it was... I have gone through a whole grieving process. And oh, I know yeah. that sounds silly to talk about with a TV show. Yeah. But but this show was was special to me and is special. And I'm very upset that we're not going to get closure, that we're not going to get more answers, that we're not going to get to see more of this beautiful team of actors work together and tell this wonderfully bizarre story. I... I'm I'm just heartbroken. 
Yes, and I think you've summed it up very well in terms of, of the grieving process because you know when you receive bad news and your first reaction is always, for at least for, for the first 48 hours, waiting for someone to say, no, this is, this is not true. That, yeah. that's, that's not what happened in, in, in it must have been a mistake, right? I keep I keep waiting for that to happen. I keep waiting for someone from one of the Netflix executives to come out and say, uh, "No, we've reconsidered, and and this is not going to happen. We are going to move forward with the production of the third season of the OA." But that hasn't happened, and and I'm sort of the reality of that is settling into me now, and I, I am getting to start feeling the 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 heartbreak, the, the heartache that, yeah, that's it. They just literally, you know, decapitated one of the best, the best shows, original shows I, that Netflix has had. I honestly think it's some of the best television I've ever seen. I think it's in my top five. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe top three. And I just, I mean, Britt Marling has invented this world that is so beautiful um, and so fascinating and has, is so intricate and to not allow her and the other people involved in this to complete this story is ludicrous and an insult. And I am disgusted by Netflix's decision and I'm disgusted by their corporate's decision to do this because there's, there is no reason. There is literally no reason. You could cut their budget. Honestly, you could probably tell them, Hey, we're going to cancel the show or maybe we're going to cut your salaries. And the way this team all seems to work together, I honestly feel like they would all be like cut our salaries. Just let us tell our story. And that's that's like one of the things, like even the budget budget wise, I, I keep thinking, well, really, what sort of budget do you need to produce a show like like the OA? Because most of everything takes place in 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 the same room, if you will. <laughs> like for instance, I remember I the first season I know. was was pretty much in a room and in one set, like in two sets probably. The the the, the little town and that room where where the, the the five was it the five yeah the five were and i don't know i don't think it's i i hope they didn't do it. i i think netflix is really catching on to to the 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 capitalistic side of the dumber the product the bigger the consumption and I am going to agree with you on that, and I am going to give an example of that once you've finished your thoughts. Yeah, and, and that's where I was going, because even I was talking to my son about what well, I was telling him yesterday. Also, Jocelyn and I are going to talk about shows that Netflix, are, Netflix is canceling. Now, my son is 18 years old, and in my eyes, he's still like 13. So sometimes he will, he will, uh, we will have conversations in and I have to realize how much he's grown <laughs> because you know I'm his dad so so you know I'm always expecting him to think like a kid like my kid 
but he he's, he's thinking like a grown very philosophical young man and i'm proud of him but one of the of the things he said was there he said there's just a few shows that i watch on netflix that if they get rid of them i'm definitely going to cancel my subscription because i think they cannot handle either the netflix people who consume netflix cannot handle shows that go deep into certain philosophical concepts and one of those shows that he mentions is a, a, a show that we watch. It's a, originally, is a German show called Dark. And Dark is sort of like within the same spectrum of the OA. And really, he was right. If they cancel Dark after canceling the OA, I'm done with Netflix. I'm done with Netflix because they can only put on all kinds of dumb shit that that are sensational, <laughs> you know what I mean, that yes. are 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 consumable like in in massive quantity. Yes. But nothing stays with you. Yes. And that seems to be what they're aiming at. Go ahead, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, I watched um there is a, a show that is a original production of theirs. It currently is sitting uh, with a meta score of 6%. It has 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. However, 90% of people who've watched it have liked it. Which we, you know, we don't always go with what critics say. But this show is called Insatiable. Mm-hmm. And this show starts out with a girl in a fat suit. Okay. And I'm sorry, this is 2019. That's offensive. (laughs) And this show is trying really hard to play itself as like a dark comedy. Right. But it's not smart enough. It's not quick enough. It's not good enough, which are all the text banners I hear in my, see in my head a lot. But anyway, it's, it's, it's a terrible show. And, but it's it's pretty to look at and it's got the quirky little characters that are almost but not quite right but anyway so one season of that and they've renewed it of for, course i believe two more seasons <laughs> and i was disgusted to read that because i'm like okay so it's fine if you want to have this show which i think is incredibly offensive and stupid that's fine if it's going to make you money have at it, but don't cancel my OA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't so that you can make more of this stupid show. That's just going to lead to more stupid people and more stupid thoughts. I, I mean, honestly, really? Okay. I, I know that companies have to make money. Believe me. I know that. But at the same time, I'm helping you make some of that money by, by being a subscriber. Exactly. You can't say your money is not good enough for me. So I'm going to go, go ahead and just get rid of everything that you're interested. That's, that's, that's not how it works. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And I agree with you and I agree with your son. I, I honestly think I'll be canceling Netflix because... I'm just, I'm looking at what they're renewing. I'm looking at what they're pushing. I'm looking at what they're putting money into. And it's not anything that aligns with anything that, A, I want to see 
or be anything I believe in. And the thing about Netflix is I'm realizing that they are a little bit um, spineless with, yes. with controversies too. Because I don't know if you remember State of the Union with uh, this kid Hassan Minaj, former correspondent on the Daily, on the Daily Show. Yes. Uh, Hassan Minaj did a piece on Saudi Arabia, right? And Hassan Minaj actually, it's, it's almost as if it were a PET scan <laughs> that you could ever get from the political system of Saudi Arabia. And so, so Hassan Minaj starts by saying, look, you know, at some point in your life, if you're Muslim, you will go to Saudi Arabia, right? Because Mecca is in Saudi Arabia. Yes. And, you, we, you know, we all aim to go to Mecca. But here's the thing you should know about Saudi Arabia. So it wasn't like a biased, you know, somebody who hates Saudi Arabia. He, it was an objective young Muslim American describing to you the shit that happens in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the shit that they get away with, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, somebody got butthurt about that. Of course, of course. Saudi Arabia makes, Saudi Arabia not only has a lot of money, but they have their hands in a lot of American businesses. And I'm sure, I'm sure that some part of the investment on Netflix has some Saudi Arabian money in it because they, they even have their hands on false news <laughs> for fuck's sake. Yes. You know, and yeah, it, it, Hassan Minaj was chastised by, by Netflix because of this piece. And I think, I think they may have, they renewed the show, but they're not really too happy about it because of, of Hassan Minaj's criticism indictment of Saudi Arabia and I think that's the same thing that's happening with, 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 with everything all of their decisions are sort of like reactionary based yes. on whatever the mass is saying as opposed to yes. you know let's 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 think about this a little bit you know yeah I, I know like with um Stranger Things, the, the latest one of Stranger Things, a lot of the people in the episode are smoking. Yes. The 1980s, everybody smoked. Exactly. And, um, you know, people are complaining about that, whatever. I mean, I understand not wanting, not, I understand from a parent's aspect, not that I'm a parent, but I understand from a parenting aspect that you don't want your children looking up to somebody as as a smoker, as but a how about how about talking to, to you fucking kids and tell them don't be so stupid? <laughs> yes, how about talking to your kids? One and two, how about going? Yes, that's what they do, but that doesn't mean you have to do it. Exactly. You know that just because somebody is a smoker doesn't mean they're a bad person or it doesn't mean they're a good person. It's just something that they do. Right. So I mean, there was the whole controversy about that. So they of course came out and said, oh well, you know, we're not going to have that anymore. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then there was the thirteen reasons why series which caused a lot of controversy yes. because a lot of young people were apparently using that as 
as I don't know, inspiration to kill themselves. I'm not sure. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I, I don't really know what, what I, that's a touchy subject and uh, I think needs more time to talk about. But anyway, they, they decided to remove the scene where the lead character kills herself, which I think is bullshit because that's what the show's about. Yes. Um, I'm not going to go into whether the show is good or bad. I, I'm not going to share my opinions on that. But the show is about suicide. It depicts suicide. Hold your ground. Keep your balls. Leave it. It's already done whatever damage it's going to do. So leave it. This is what this show is about. And I personally, I, I just, yeah. and caving to peer pressure. The caving, the caving is just, is just amazing. You're right. I mean, if you watch Mad Men, right, <laughs> there is no one sin, one sin where, Don Draper is not smoking or drinking. There is no once in, in the things, the way they treat women, the way the things they say about women, the the even the things they they say about race. But that is set up in a time where the reality was that. So yes. what the fuck do you want the people depicting that reality to do? What? Yes. Blip it. Yes. I mean, I do not get it. I don't get people's how. And, and this is the thing. This is the reason why. Again, I, I'm veering off topic, but this is the reason why we, this country, uh, as Americans, we have very little knowledge of history other than the fact that America is the protagonist of everything and America saves the world because we're not interested in learning about the parts where we didn't get it right. <laughs> we're not interested. I don't know if you read this story about this woman who went um, to a plantation tour. That, that was on social media this week. She went on a plantation tour in the South and when the, the tour was done and she sort of like made a review of the tour. She complained that the, the tour guide focused too much on slavery. <laughs> I'm not kidding. She said, my husband and I wanted to see the plantation lifestyle during that, during the plantation era, but to learn about how things were, but, we did not want to hear all this slavery stuff. And I feel like the tour guide wanted to, to guilt us into feeling bad about, about slavery. And she said, my family is from Sicily. They never owned, never were involved in slavery. And my husband's family is from so-and-so-and-so. Like, basically, she was saying, we're sort of like, our family was is too new uh, our family line is tuning in the United States, which means we weren't involved in in slavery, so we shouldn't be f <laughs> um, made feel bad about it. And I'm like, you are <laughs> so stupid, <laughs> because history is history. No one is trying to make you feel bad. What what history is there is to remind you that some shit happened. That maybe because you know of that, you're not gonna make those mistakes again. Right. But you have to know. From it. You have to know 
why these things happen. And of course, it's easy for anybody to think, yeah, you know, my family came in early silence, so no, we weren't involved in that. But yes, somewhere along the line, if you look deeper, you will find some of that story. But again, veering off, sto- veering off topic, but I'm just, I just wanted to make, to, to make that, to, to make the point of how is it that we, we, we sort of bury our hands, heads in the sand whenever history doesn't depict us as the brilliance and the heroes of everything. You well, know? In, in, I'm going to get off subject here too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to talk a little bit about um, public school education, which does not encourage anybody to do any sort of research about anything. You are not, all you're focused on is passing tests. You're not focused yeah. on actually learning anything for pleasure. It's uh, a horrible, terrible thing, and you have to do it to pass this exam, because if you don't pass this exam, you can't have a good job, and if you don't have a good job, you can't have money, and if you don't have money, you can't buy stuff, and if you don't have stuff, you'll be miserable. You'll be miserable. Your life sucks. Yes, your life sucks. You're not successful. Right. So um, I, I blame a lot of that on if you are a young person and your curiosity is not encouraged and it will not be in the public school system, it will not be. Um, and if your parents don't take an interest and encourage you to be curious, then that will die. It will eventually die. Our, our curiosity is after a while going to go, well, if nobody's going to feed me, I am going to go to sleep and never wake up again. So if that is the way that you have been educated. If the if your complete attitude towards learning anything at all, towards learning is not as something that is a good thing, but is just something to do to pass tests, then you are absolutely never going to be interested in history because, of course, it's going to be stupid because it's not going to help me pass a test now. Yeah. And I don't need a test because I'm out of school. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you're doing, my little tangent rant. You, you're right. I mean, we, we are ranting, but we are ranting for a good reason. And, and I, I know that we probably, obviously, we're, we're not the first ones to say this. But again, it is a problem that has to be exposed. The fact that people, people don't seem to understand that a show like uh, Stranger Things, if it's based in the 80s, it has, it has has it definitely has to present more, depict pretty much everything that was on vogue at the time including freaking smoking then you've got a you have a problem because let's say you are a millennial you must remember I mean, a millennial right now is between 35 and 38 you must remember your dad or your mom or your uncle or even your priest freaking smoking don't give me that bullshit i'm just saying <laughs> You know, we all had the aunt that smoked, like, uh, that chain smoked and, and talked like a dude. Uh, so, how you doing, sweetie? I'm a- <laughs> sister's on The Simpsons. <laughs> all right, so let's move on. Yep. So anyway, I'm mad about the OA, and I'm hurt about the OA, and I'm sad about the OA, because it's just contributing to stupidity. And speaking of the OA, if you want to exact, if you want to hear what one of our best episodes, I want to go ahead and say that again. One of our best episodes, if not the best, is Deciphering the OA, episode number 13, I believe, Justin? Episode 13. Yes. Episode 13 
of kicking and streaming, deciphering the OA. And by the way, being one of our best episodes, it wasn't one of our most successful episodes until this time when you got involved in the campaign of Save, Save the OA, um, which I think you are the leading force behind that on Twitter and everywhere else, you know. <laughs> so so it, it, it has gotten quite a bit of listens lately, and we encourage you to go ahead and listen to this episode because it's uh, yours truly, Graham, Jocelyn, and my very good friend, John Allison, really, really diving very deeply into the OA and trying our best to decipher one of the greatest shows ever been on, on Netflix. And so it's going to go away. We think they definitely are going to kill it, right? Yeah. And so before you start watching, we encourage you to go ahead and start watching, by the way. But before you start watching, go ahead and take a listen to our episode 13, Deciphering the OA on kickinginstreamingpodcast.com. Yep. And I'm still going to be involved in, in the save the OA hashtags and renew the OA and everything like that because... Um, they need to hear that we want the show back and it may not make a difference, but they say that one person can. So I'm going to try. Well, my hope is Jeff Bezos. I know he listens to kicking and streaming. Yes, he does. Hello, Jeff. (laughs) He's going to go ahead and, and just, just take the OA into on, onto Amazon prime. That's what I'm hoping. I'm, that's what I'm honestly hoping for is that somebody else picks it up and saves it. And I don't care who that somebody else is. I will, you know, subscribe to it for this show. Yeah. Um, and, and picks it up and, and gives us our closure and, and gives those of us who needed the show in our lives, you know, that little, that little kick of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for it to happen. Because you know what? I remember one time I was very heartbroken when Fox decided not to renew the Mindy project because, you know, it was a very light-hearted comedy show, um, sitcom. And I thought Mindy Project was, do- Mindy was doing fantastic. And it was a moment of, prou- of pride for me to see how far she had come, right? From being in the, in the writing staff of one show to being part of the show and then to come out and having her own show. That was, that was a great thing for me to see. And the fact that, I don't know, two or three seasons later, you know, the network decided to cancel it. I was sort of heartbroken and I was very happy to know that Hulu picked it up. And Hulu went as far as they could go with that show. And, and I was proud of that. Yeah. And I was proud of Netflix for picking up Longmire. Because we give them props when they, need, when, when they deserve it, right? They yes. picked up a Lucifer also. Yes. And I remember you talking about that, like that you were very happy that Netflix picked up Lucifer. Yeah. But yet, look at what they're doing to us now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next show that they canceled after only two seasons, and as a matter of fact, I haven't watched the f- the second season, but the first season I saw and I absolutely loved it. 
Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I completely disagree with all the critics that got butthurt about this show. It's called Friends from College. I don't know if you've had a chance to see any of it, Justin. I, ha- I haven't, and I'll be honest, I had never heard of it, but the cast on this is amazing. Yes, it is. It is, and it is a very, very beautiful little show. I, I don't understand what the hell people was wrong with people about it, but it is a, I think it is a creation of Keegan-Michael Key, the half of the duo uh, Key and Peele, and... It stars Billy Eichner, Keegan-Michael Key, Annie Paris, Fred Savage, and Kobe Smulders. All of the characters, all of those characters, all of the actors in this show are absolutely lovable. 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 And the crazy thing is, you, you have like a special feeling about each one of them. Do you know how like there is when you're watching a series and there's one dude that you never liked <laughs> that like yes I don't care what you say about me I don't like this guy I don't like this character that's not the case at least for me with this show and I remember when Friends from College came out much of the criticism was about two things one is that the fact that they were in their forties but then they were behaving. They were, they, were, they were like in, in this crisis of character where they wanted to have their college life back in that that was sort of unbecoming of people in their 40s, which is bullshit. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's absolute bullshit. And also there is a situation of infidelity amongst them, right? So I don't want to give a lot of it away, but what I'm saying is, so basically... So these this couple, they while they were in college, they sort of dated. They 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 had a thing going on, but they both ended up marrying different people. And in this encounter, they sort of while both married to different people, they had you know they sort of like rekindled that relationship again, and. I'm sorry to say this. <laughs> I'm sorry to say this to whoever thought who is puritanic enough to have, you know, to be butthurt about this. But infidelities happen. It might be something that no one is going around talking about, but that should happen, and it 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 is a part of life. And the fact yeah, it- that infidelity happened does not make bad make the people that are involved in bad people they may be making bad decisions they may be you know acting on on a certain instinct that that are, are not well thought out but nobody i don't know I, I don't you know nobody should be judgmental enough to think that because somebody you know uh, had a certain moment of weakness that person is a bad person. And these two people were, were certainly not depicted as bad bad people, but rather a reality that want, they wanted to insert into this plot to make you understand how some shit just happened. Some shit just happened. You're not always in total control of your life. That's what this was all about. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm, 
even expressing it right, but I, I just feel like the biggest problem that people had, especially the critics, was about this particular situation in the show um, where these people were married to different people and, you know, they were, as, you know, popularly is known, cheating. But I think the way the critics approached this situation was from a judgmental perspective. And that's that's the way I see it. Um, And there was one particular guy that everybody hated his character. It was the character that Billy Eichner played. Billy Eichner was, I believe, played the husband of the character of Fred Savage. So they are uh, a same-sex couple. And Billy Eichner was, his character was not part of the group in, you know, back in college days. Gotcha. And so he was sort of new to the group and felt like out of place and that the husband wasn't really trying to include him in the, to, in, in, into the group. And he was jealous. But that also happens. You know, people have a right to be petty. People have a right to be, to, be, to be jealous. And you cannot tell me that is not something you see on a, day, on a daily basis. Do you right. know what I mean? We're, we're, we're all human beings. We're not um, perfect little mannequins that... <laughs> and the thing that's the problem is that, you, you know, I think people were expecting friends. Do you know what I mean? In, I am probably one of the... There's probably less than a hundred people in America who has never seen an episode of Friends. I've never <laughs> seen an episode of Friends. Uh, I, you probably I, are. You, you probably I, are in that minority. I, yeah. So I've, but I, I obviously know of the cultural influence of Friends, and I, I am familiar with the characters and things like that. But I, I know I have seen clips from it, and it hasn't made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. So I never really understood why people were were into friends. Um, so I, I'm I, I can't really speak as to friends, but I can see what you're saying. If they were expecting a certain kind of a show and they got something else, then of course we can't have anything be different. Yeah, yeah, because you know people want to live an entire life on nostalgia, and that's bullshit. <laughs> you know. It, it Here's the thing. I look. I I watched the entire freaking Friends uh, because. I happened to stumble upon an entire collection of DVDs of of friends and shit. I was jobless at the time, so there wasn't much I could do. But the fact of the matter is, friends for me was a laugh out loud 90s kind of show that today makes very little sense. And if you laugh about it today, you're fine, but that's because you know what they were talking about relating to the 90s. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I don't know that you know, my son would find it as funny as I probably would find it because it was laugh out loud 90s. Uh, friends from college bounces on and off from the period where they were in college in present day, and you still find that funny, you know. So, needless to say that after two seasons... Netflix has decided to cancel it. And I think it is because of the, criti- uh, of the criticism. And 
not necessarily because the show wasn't popular, but it is because of the, you know, <laughs> uh, criticism of the situation in the show. So it's a damn shame that they fell for that. Yeah, it is. All right. Um, you want to go ahead with the next one? So this one is interesting because I, I just looked it up because I want to know a little bit more about it because it's, it's based on a show. It's, it's called One Day at a Time, and it's based on a sitcom from the 70s, Yes, um, which was written by Norman Lear. And so this one is uh, kind of like a, I guess, a reboot, a re- reboot say, yes. of that and um, has apparently been, been very popular. I, I haven't watched it. But the premise sounds really interesting and funny. Yeah. And so I, I, I can't speak to the show itself because I, I don't I haven't watched it and I didn't watch the original one day at a time. But this one is is kind of cool because Pop TV has picked it up. So Netflix has canceled it, but Pop TV has picked it up. So for those who are who are fans of it, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get to see more of it, which is it's great. And uh- Pop Maybe somebody will do that for the OA or for, <laughs> you know, for um, uh, friends from college or Tuca and Birdie. But. Well, here's the thing. I'm, and I'm glad that Pop TV did that w- with this show. And this is one of the shows that was on my list. Although I sometimes I'm a bit careful about approaching shows that are, I don't know, American conceived, but depicting a Latin American family. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit careful because, you know, that. I know that I can, I will see a lot of things that are funny, but are not necessarily reflecting the reality of, of, of an, a, an Amer- a Latin American family in the U S but this show did its best to reflect that. And, the fact that Rita Moreno is the grandma is a fantastic thing because Rita Moreno is funny as hell, like naturally funny. This she old lady very, is mad funny, dude. Like She is very talented. <laughs> yes. But Justina Machado is one of the most talented Latin actresses out there for me. And she's been in a lot of beautiful shows, but... I think this well, this was the first time I've seen her starring in a show in a show because the other few times that I've seen her, she's been like, you know, the the friend of the of the main character kind of gotcha. kind of thing. But Justina Machado, again, she's a very talented act, act actor. And her character, she's playing sort of like a mom and dad kind of woman like she she's 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 everything for the family and she's also a war veteran which i think is is a very different approach to the new latin american family thing i think i don't know exactly what the what the statistic don't remember exactly what the statistic is but i know that there is a very high number in, in every Latin American family. There's at least one in one in four uh, family has at least one or two veterans 
or somebody who is the armed forces. And, you know, when you watch TV, usually the, the war veteran is, you know, depicted as the, the blue blood American, you know, white kid from a small town that enlisted and whatever, whatever. And the notion that this show depicted a war veteran uh, raising a family as a mom, as a dad, and also taking care of grandma. Also, of course, with the war veteran thing comes the issue of mental health and all that. To re- revive a show that was, you know, from the from the 1970s and in, in the 80s and insert sort of this new storyline into it, for me, was was something worth watching, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know... The show went on for like two or three seasons. I don't know why they decided to cancel it. And I'm glad. And maybe this show has actually a better place on regular TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that pop uh, TV picked it up. Uh, as a sitcom, I think maybe it's better fitted on a TV set on a weekly basis as opposed to binge watching 10 or 12 episodes of it, maybe. That, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense because that is definitely something that is more familiar for for America when it comes to sitcoms is to, you know, it's sort of an event TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, who we got next? <sighs> um, I think the last one we have is Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Yes. Yeah. Huh. What else? Uh, uh, let's talk about the Marvel shows for a little bit. Um, you know, I have a I have a conspiracy theory about the Marvel shows. I think I know where you're going with it, but go ahead, lay it on me. Um, I think they're all getting canceled because of Disney Plus. I think Disney is going to be bringing all this stuff back. And that's and why I think, I think Netflix is terrified. I think they, they shit their pants and we're like, here, take. Yes. <laughs> Before you sue us, take. Yes. Yes. Because I think I wonder about. Yeah. At the beginning of the month, you remember when we well, no, the last the last show of last month, when we talked about things that are coming new onto Netflix and Hulu and blah, blah, blah. I remember telling you that I had just read Disney is going around. removing everything that that were on other networks and and platforms and streaming platforms. It's like, give me my shit back because I'm going to need it. You know, but I agree with you that this might well be a move on Netflix part saying, yeah, before you come and take it, we're just going to get rid of it, you know, but I think the first one they started with was Luke Cage, and I was really mad about that. Yeah. Because I think the entire whole of America needs a Luke Cage series in their lives. Yeah, it was a great series. But also, it was beautiful in so many different ways. Some of the best music I've ever, ever heard, I've discovered, actually, some of the greatest movie, uh, uh, music, thanks to uh, Luke Cage. Um, I think Mike Coulter 
was born <laughs> to play Luke Cage. I agree. Much like what's his name? Um, David Tennant was born to play Doctor Who. Um, Mike Coulter was born to play Luke Cage, and he played. He was. He was it. And I hope if Disney comes back and boom brings out uh, Luke Cage again, they're gonna keep Mike Coulter. Okay. But the same I should say about about Jessica Jones. I think Christian Reader was born to be Jessica Jones. I love Jessica Jones, and I mean it in in in, in many many ways. Sort of like I kind of love Jessica Jones. Did I say I love Jessica Jones? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I finished watching uh, season three of Jessica Jones, and I um, I don't see the reason why they cancel it. It is perhaps it was perhaps the best season. Jessica Jones. Under the Radar has a lot of great actors, a lot of big-name actors in it, by the way. Mm -hmm. And, like I said, Christian Ritter was phenomenal as Jessica Jones. And we need more of that. Yeah. What say you? Yeah, I agree. And I, like I said, I, ha I have a theory that, that we haven't seen the last. I, I really think that... Uh, that Disney's got some stuff in the works. On the other hand, I had no problem with them canceling. What was his name? Um, Daredevil. Oh no, the Daredevil was fine. Okay, it was the other Cause one because I, I liked Daredevil, but I for some reason didn't think you had enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I, I love I love Daredevil. I just didn't like the 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 dude, the Iron Fist, Iron Iron whatever. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, they could have gotten rid of that. From the very beginning, <laughs> you know, um, no good, no good. But Daredevil was was great. Uh, Jessica Jones was fantastic, and Luke Cage was absolutely phenomenal. And these are three shows that I personally personally need in my life. And again, if if Disney comes out today and say. Everything that was on Netflix that they got rid of, we're going to bring them back. I don't know if you can actually pre-subscribe. Can you do that? Like, hey, when y'all come out, I'm, I'm going to be already there. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there waiting for snacks and my, my beverages, and we will be good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pre-subscribed. I'll get off work. We'll be, I'll be, we'll be binge-watching that. And seriously, I'm I'm seriously considering like when Disney Plus comes out, if I go through the list of the shit that they already have there, and I feel like I have better content than Netflix, I might I might cancel Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I'm I'm just I'm just tired of Netflix. I'm I'm just tired of of the thing of the arbitrary decisions they've been making. Yes, and with them not getting their money from commercials like say your CBS, your NBC, your ABC, the people who have to please sponsors and things like that. 
then they have no excuse whatsoever. It was different when it was ABC and it was like, okay, you know, we have to do this because of that. Not going to say we liked it, but it was more understandable. This is ridiculous. I'm paying you. Yeah. For a service. And uh, I may just be one of of many, many millions that are subscribing to your service. But if my voice can be heard, it's going to be heard. Yeah. And I think I think they have, as you said, they have no other reasons for what they're doing other than greed. Yes. So, and I'm tired of greedy people. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Um, there have a couple of shows that, that again, as, as my son said, they better don't, they better not touch those shows. And I'm talking about Dark. I'm talking about Ozark. Um, I'm talking about Mind Hunter, which actually came out this this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, in Mind Hunter might might well be our next our next episode. So, <laughs> um, I don't. Did, did you watch the first season of that? I have not. I, everybody told me to because it's the sort of thing I would be interested oh, in. Yeah. I think I got mulish about it and was like, can't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I didn't think Mindhunter was that popular until I saw so many people excited about the second season coming. Because as a matter of fact, they actually um, sort of like rumored a lot about canceling Mind not bringing Mind, Mind Hunter back because Mind Hunter came out in 2017. So when they, when it takes them about two years to come out with the second season of a show is basically because they they had a hard time deciding whether or not to continue with it, which yeah. happened with the OA. You remember, it took them almost yes. three years. Yes. And this is actually, you know, the greatest season. And then, boom, they decided to give it the hack. So... I don't know. They, cool. If they touch those shows, I'm out. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a done deal anyway. Whenever Disney Plus comes out too, I probably am out. Yeah. Um, you know. So, you might, as a listener of this podcast, you might disagree with us, and of course that's fine. Maybe you think we are overreacting. But again, we've talked to you about these shows. We've talked to you about this series and why we like them. If you have the time, go ahead, before they just remove them from their servers or whatever, go ahead and watch at least one season of the shows that we've talked about today. And you'll see that we've got a point. Right, Jocelyn? Yep, absolutely. Well, then we thank you for listening today. And as usual, you can go back to our uh, reservoir and listen to any of our podcasts that you haven't listened to. We This is episode, what, 28 already? We're rolling right along. <laughs> and believe me, we've made better episodes than this one you've just listened to. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, go ahead and give yourself the, the a chance to listen to them on our webpage, kickinginstreamingpodcast.com. If you go to the tab that says podcast archives, you will find every single episode we've made. Also, you will find them on anything, anywhere you listen to your podcast. You'll find us there. Our podcast episodes come out every Tuesday. 
Okay. And what else you're selling? Social media, right? Social media, yes. The Facebook, the Twitter. Yes. The Instagrams. The IG. <laughs> I like to say <laughs> the IG for some reason. <laughs> and so we're there. We're there. Just just give us a like. Give us a follow. Whatever. Kicking and streaming. And uh, we'll be moving right along, as Jocelyn said. And hey, man, say hi sometimes. Don't, don't just like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Say howdy do. Say howdy do. Yeah. How did you? How did you? Jocelyn is going to be Jocelyn Podcast on Instagram. And I am Mr. Puzetta on Instagram and on Twitter. But also, we have our own Twitter uh, handle for Kicking and Streaming. And it is Kicking N, the letter N, Streaming Podcast on Twitter. So, I think we should kind of say goodbye now just saying yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye and say goodbye to some some great shows yes say goodbye to some great shows and we're gonna keep fussing about it yes <laughs> well thank you everyone you have a good one thank you take care now bye mm, bye <laughs>